Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It was Jesus Christ who said that he chose us, and he did so, so that we can bear good fruit. I'm here to encourage you today that through the power of God and through prayer and through obedience, we all can be effective in the kingdom of God in reaching others. If there ever was a time that people need to come to Christ, it is now. God wants to use every believer to be effective in reaching those who are lost. I want you to join us today as we share the word of God about fruitfulness in our witness and then how to be effective in our prayer life when we need God to move for us. Come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. He's looking for everlasting eternal fruit and the only eternal fruit are the souls of men. I want you to bear fruit. I want you to gather people into the kingdom. I want you to influence. I want you to gather. I want you to encourage. I want you to share the message of the good news. So you were designed to work and you were designed to win others to Christ. The last time I was here, we looked at this passage in the book of John, chapter 9, when Jesus and his disciples, the other church folks, were engaged with this blind man. Remember that? John chapter 9, verse 1, as he went along, he saw a blind man, he saw a man, rather, blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered in verse 3, he said, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I believe when we look at this man who was born blind and Jesus interacted with him, I think it also gives us a spiritual lesson that all of us without Christ is blind. All of us without Christ is blind from birth. This man was blind from birth. We're all blind from birth. And we're, the Bible says we walk in darkness and there's no light in us. But when Jesus saw him, he was ready to do some work. He was ready to become engaged with this man. And the question I have is, how do we see people in how do we interact with them? So I want to get us ready to interact with people that we come into contact with. How do we see them? I said uh, at the beginning of this verse, as Jesus was going along, he saw this man. And as you go along in your daily work, in your life, in your vocation, in your profession, you are engaged with people. Some of the people you like, some of the people you don't like. Well, let me put it this way. Some people you'd rather be around and some people you'd rather not be around. Since we're believers, we don't want to say we don't like them. Some people you are comfortable with and you're comfortable with them more than other people that you might have an opportunity to become engaged with. How about that? That even says it's a lot better. So you can stay holy. I'm, I'm more comfortable with these than those. 
But when it boiled down to, I like these, I don't like those. And you know what? You don't have to be super, a super saint. There are people that you, that you uh, can, can relate to and interact with better than others because of our temperaments and all kinds of things like that. That's just natural. You know, Jesus had, some, had a lot of disciples, but he only hung out with 12 as his key disciple. And then when he got ready to do more personal things, he only took three with him. Peter, James, and John. He said, okay, y'all come with me. We're going to get a little bit more personal. I'm going to hang out a little bit more private with them. So, you know, there are people that you, you get along with and you engage with better than others. Don't mean you hate the other folk. Sometimes we, we tend to diminish people because we don't, we don't just connect with them like we could. And it don't mean you have to connect with everybody in the church in turn on, on the same level of uh, intimacy. You know, you don't want any, everybody in the church coming over to your house. I'm telling the truth now. Come on. You, know, you don't want everybody coming. Now, nothing wrong with them, but you just don't want everybody coming. And some of y'all don't want nobody coming because <laughs> I, I don't get invited to nobody's house for Sunday dinner. I don't know how that happened. I'm the pastor. Nobody say, Pastor, you want to come for dinner? Just th- I'm just throwing it out there before this Sunday. <laughs> you know, people used to invite the preacher over, and he used to go somewhere every Sunday years ago, but now he don't go nowhere now. You know, I see nothing. Hmm. All right, never mind. Jesus saw this man, and he saw the possibilities of what God could do with his life. I, wanna, I want us to start trying to see with the heart and the eyes of Jesus Christ. One time he told his disciples, you need to open your eyes and look out on the harvest field like I'm looking on the field. You see these people? He said they're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The harvest is ripe. The labors are few. We need to look out there on that field. Don't just say these are folk, these are people that are just going about back and forth. Look at, look at them a little bit deeper from the spiritual standpoint. And God will open your spiritual eyes so that you can see when you are willing. Someone I just read a quote today. God wants us to be willing to be willing. You want to think about that. Some people are not even willing to be willing. Lord, I'm willing to be used by you. I'm willing to be willing. I want to be used by you. Jesus didn't give these disciples the answer they were in terms of whether this man was born blind or his parents sinned. He said, neither this, parent, neither this man nor his parent. It happened so that the work of the Lord, now look at this, so that the work of the Lord might be displayed in his life. Jesus is going to talk about work here now, beginning in verse 3, 4, and 5, uh, 3 and 4 rather. This happens so that the work of God might be displayed. Listen, it's not about us when we interact with people and share our faith. Uh, we encourage them. We allow the Lord to use us. It's not about us. It's so that the work of God might be displayed. If that's what we like to have happen. Remember, he said, I chose you. Guess why he chose you? so that his work can be displayed in your life. I appointed you, guess why he appointed you? Not so you can get glory out of what you're doing. So you can just uh, go get you some cards printed up and start you a big ministry because uh, people are getting blessed by it because you are ministering to them. I mean, that might be one of the outcomes, but that's not the purpose for it. The purpose is so that God can be glorified. He said, this happened. 
And then Jesus recognized, now it's time to go to work. He says, I must do the work of the one who sent me. I must do the work of the one who sent me. And then he says, listen, I want you to work while it's day. As long as it's day, we must do the work of the one who sent me as long as it's day. I want to share with you that all of us have some daylight. We're still alive. It's our daytime. Jesus says, while it's day in your life, that's when you need to do the work. I mean, are you alive? It's daylight. He says, because there's night's going to come. And when night come, no one is going to work. So Jesus says, I must do the work of him who sent me. He says, I have a precise assignment on the earth that was already arranged and laid out for him. Jesus' assignment was arranged and laid out. Your assignment is arranged and laid out. The issue is not that God is not going to use you. The issue is that we're, we haven't understood that God has a specific assignment arranged and laid out for us. And we just can't get that. We just, we're just surviving day by day. We're just trying to make it day by day. We're not thinking in the larger context that God brought me in. He chose me. He saved me. And he has something that he has arranged and laid out for me to accomplish. Lord, I am here. Whatever you want to do in my life, I'm yielding myself to you so you can accomplish whatever you like in my life. Most believers spend our lives trying to go a direction and then we're asking God to bless what we want to do. This is what I want to do. I declare this is what I want to accomplish. This is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. God help me. God bless me. God anoint me to go down this pathway. And God says, you haven't really ever engaged with me about what my assignment is for you. And God's been trying to get you over that assignment. And, and every time you try to go down that pathway, you find some resistance. You find something that's kind of pulling you to the side. You're not happy. You're not satisfied. You're frustrated. You're struggling. And you just seem like I'm going against the wind. And you never said, wait a minute, Lord, am I going the right direction? Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. If you got that load, you're pulling that load yourself. I'm not, it's not my burden. Y'all looking at me like I ain't. Really? Yeah, really. He has something for every one of us to do at every part of our lives. As soon as we get, up, get over and yield to him and allow him to take control of our lives. See, when we, when, when we give our lives to the Lord and we get saved, the Holy Spirit comes and he, he, he comes into our lives, doesn't he? And he, ta he takes up resident. He is the resident that lives on the inside of us. And then when we become filled with the Spirit, he's no longer the resident, he's the president. And when he's the president, he's supposed to be directing everything that we do. If I was still directing my life, I would not be standing here tonight. It wasn't my assignment. It wasn't the thing that I had on my uh, strategic plan for life. But I'm so glad that God has appointed me and I'm fulfilled. But he had, to correct the, he had to correct my course of action. 
I was going down a course. I was doing pretty good, but I was also willing to say, Lord, whatever you want to do in my life, I'm good with that. It doesn't matter to me. He made the course adjustment. And I'm good with it, but a lot of us don't want him to make that course adjustment. He might mess us up. That's not what I want to do. Well, he didn't choose you or appoint you to what you want to do. But here's the good news. Whenever you find that place and yield to the appointment that God has for you, you'll never be more satisfied in your life. You'll never be more satisfied. God did not call you and appoint you to something that's going to make your life miserable. No matter how things shape up in your life, it's not going to be miserable. Look at Paul. You know, Paul was going out to try to prosecute and persecute the uh, saints and putting them in prison, beating them, trying to kill them. He was right there when Stephen was stoned and he was there cheering them on and everything like that. And he's going down the road to Damascus and God called him and chose him and appointed him. But you know what the first thing Paul said when he got hit the ground? He said, now what would you have me to do? What would you have me to do? And God used that same passion, that same uh, energy, that same uh, uh, concept of he had. He was tenacious for God. He was tenacious for uh, persecuting God. People, God said, I need somebody with that tenacity. I need somebody who ain't scared. I need somebody who can talk. I need somebody who's, who's bold. Okay, I can use that. I'm going to call you and I got an appointment for you. And Paul had to reap some of what he sowed. He beat others and he got beat. But you know what he said? I'm happy to be beat for the Lord. He said, that, don't, that, that ain't stopping me. You're going to beat me for Jesus Christ? Well, come on. You're going to kill me? Well, come on. I go to be with him. I'm good with that. See, because when you're doing what God wants you to do, can't nobody mess you up. Can't nobody make you uh, miserable. Because Paul says, oh, yeah. Oh, you whooping me like you whooped Jesus? Hallelujah. He says, I'm a fool for Christ. We don't want that? No. Oh, never mind. We ain't, we ain't signed up for all of that. I just got saved because they told me I can get a, a, my blessing is on the way. That's what they told me. I can get a blessing in the pressing. That's why I got saved. I ain't get saved all of that. I got saved because somebody told me I had a new season. And a new anointing was coming my way. And that money cometh. To the body of Christ. And now the blessings flow. That's why I got saved. I ain't get saved to do all the other stuff. Hmm. I might as well just, if you want me to do all that, I might as well just go on back on. But what would it be like if all the people of God were fruitful in the kingdom of God? What would it be like? It's not enough to look over our work and talk over our work. We must work the work. Now here's the good thing about it. When we're doing God's work, it's not really work. God really is doing the work. He just wants somebody to work through his power and his ability and his grace empowers us and he gets the work done. He just need an agent. But I must work while it's day and while the light lasts. All of our lights are going out. You're not going to be here that long. You're not going to be here that long. How many of you... Uh, it's past your 10-year reunion in high school already. You say, boy, that 10 years came fast. How many got 20-year reunion? Anybody here got a 30-year reunion coming? You'd be like, 30 years? Whoa. 
let me ask you this. If the next 20 years is going to go as fast as the last 20 years, you don't have long. And the next 20 years is going to go faster than the last 20 years. So that time is not going to be long that we have here, and the window is going to close. And we're not going to be able to tell anybody about the Lord. We're not going to be able to encourage anybody. We're not going to be able to pray for anybody. We're not going to be able to do anything else when the light goes out in our lives. It's going to be time enough. If you're on a rest, just think about it. You're going to rest for eternity. You got to work while it's day. He said the night comes and no one can work. And then Jesus says, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And you ought to say the same thing. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. My time is up. Will you bow your heads with me? Father, I just ask you to help us as we look at your word. You have chosen us. You have appointed us. You know our names. You know our history. You know our heritage. You know where we come from. You know where we're going. You still chose us. You put us in this place, in this day, and in this time. We're not here by accident. We're here on purpose. Thank you for it. We ask you, Lord, to help us to recognize the purpose for which you've called us. Help us, almighty God, to be willing to be fruitful in the kingdom. Help us to be sensitive to what's going on around us, all the people that are around us every day. Somebody needs hope. Somebody needs help. Somebody needs deliverance. Somebody needs salvation. God and you, we're your agents right now. We're your ambassadors. Make your appeal through us. Help us, almighty God. Empower us by your divine power and by your spirit. Anoint us, almighty God, with the Holy Ghost and with fire. We thank you for the privilege of working alongside of you. Thank you, almighty God. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for picking us out of the crowd. Thank you for assigning us right now. Help us to be aware of the assignment that you've already given us. God, is not more than what we can do. It's what we can do through your divine power. Thank you, mighty God. We're capable. We're able. Father, you said that we're able to do more than we can ask or think or imagine. According to your power that's at work within us. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for every man in this place. I thank you for every woman in this place. I thank you for every person in here right now, Lord. Help us not to just hear the word, but be a doer of your word. Help us to be fruitful in your kingdom, to bear fruit that will last. Help us, almighty God. Help this woman, help this man. 
Help us to overcome. Help us to look beyond all of the obstacles that we have to deal with. Help us to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. Help us, almighty God. You told us not to worry about what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, where we're going to live. All of these things, you say we need these things. You know that we need them, but seek first your kingdom. Help us, almighty God. Help us to reprioritize our lives so that you are first. Help us, almighty God, to put our own lives on the back burner and put you on the front burner. Help us, almighty God, to see your working in us that you might get glory out of everything we do. Help us to talk to that blind man. Help us to talk to that blind woman. Help us to talk to that blind child. Help us, almighty God, to lay hands on the sick and let them recover. Help us, mighty God, to speak words of encouragement, words of hope right now. Empower us right now. Thank you for the power of your spirit. Thank you, mighty God. Every one of you who've heard the message that you're not able, that God's not going to use you, that you're not equipped, you don't have the, what it takes, I want you just to lift your hand and say, thank you, Lord, for calling me. Come on. Because I know all of us hear that message from time to time and we just, we shrink back. We don't do anything because we, we just heard that and we, we're our own worst critic. But if you are saved, he called you. If you are saved, he appointed you. If you are saved, he has an assignment for you right where you are. He's going to use you right where you are. He's already set it up. He's, he's set everything up. He's arranged everything. He's just waiting for you to say, yes, Lord. But I guarantee you that God will begin to use you. You'll see the power of God begin to flow in your life. You'll see the presence of God begin to flow in your life. You'll see his strength. You'll see his wisdom. He said, open your mouth. I'll speak through you. Stretch forth your hands. My power will flow through your hands. You'll lay hands on the sick and the sick will get well. Glory to God. How many are ready for the power of God to just move through your life? Come on, say, thank you, Lord, for choosing me. Thank you, Lord, for giving me your strength. Thank you, Lord, for giving me your power. Come on, just thank him for it right now. You don't have to ask him for it right now. He already gave it to you. Say, thank you for energizing me. Come on, thank you for energizing my life. Thank you for filling me up. Thank you, Almighty God, for empowering me. Thank you, Lord, for the assignment. Thank you, Lord, for the enablement. Come on, put your hands together. Say, thank you for using these hands. Thank you for using these hands. Thank you for using my feet. Thank you for using my eyes. Thank you for using my mind. Thank you, Almighty God. The message of Jesus Christ has never changed. His purpose for those who would believe on him and follow him was for us to be engaged in the ministry of reaching others for the kingdom of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe on him would not perish but shall have everlasting life. He wants to use us through the power of prayer and through the power of the Holy Ghost to be effective witnesses for his kingdom. This is Jerry G. Martin. If you would like to hear today's message again, you can hear it on our podcast on the Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. That's the Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And let me take this opportunity as well to invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We meet each Sunday in person 
at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in North Houston, Atascacita, Fall Creek, Summer Creek, Kingwood, you're in our neighborhood. So come on out and be our guest. We trust that God will bless your time with us. Also want to let you know that we do have a bookstore on our campus. At the Beacon Bookstore, you can get Bibles, study materials, church supplies, communion supplies, or whatever you need. If we don't have it, we can order it for you. It's right here on our campus at the Light of the World. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. If you heard the word of God and you would desire someone to stand with you in prayer, call us at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you. And we'll be with you again next time.